Good. What up, ladies and gents? Mm. It is Friday. Right, yeah. Get ready to rock and roll. Let's do this. Rock and roll. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right. All right. Well, let's hope uh, I don't have any technical issues. How am I looking today? I'm looking all you're right. looking all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. It's, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I hope What's up you these right. days, man. I don't know, dude. All of a sudden, like yesterday, just started happening, and I'm like, "What the heck?" I had to re like my router restarted and everything. I was like, "What?" I is know. I had on? to jump in and like start talking to the guests. Like, what? What is you this? Done, you didn't save my life yesterday. I was. I, I, was, done, I done saved your life a little bit. Yeah. I was. I was happy. I was happy. All right, man. <laughs> it's a good thing I was on that day. You know, some dude. days I'd be like. Deuce. <laughs> Peace. Later. I'm out. Yep. Uh, I'm like, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, a lot of times, like, I sit back in the uh, producer chair, shall we say, and, like, I got whatever other stuff going on, so I'm, like, half listening and just kind of waiting. Okay, that's a good spot for a clip. Let me throw that in there. Uh, let me make sure I get the title of what they're talking about, you know, type that in there. Um, but, yeah, so, so yesterday was definitely interesting to like actually jump in you were a business bro on the show dude i, I was, was a business bro ah, <laughs> i can do it i got you i got this <laughs> dude, uh we're gonna talk about the homeless problem here in san diego uh i think uh that's what was on the news today especially uh the homeless station all along the side of the right there on 16th street national city uh mm -hmm. but before we get into that um I, i've been thinking about doing in told you about it i've been thinking about doing a secondary show and it's going to be something like five minutes just like little straight points kind of like mm -hmm. what i was doing on instagram and i thought of a name i thought of a name and okay. kind of a concept and so i'm almost i'm gonna throw it here I'm, I'm tell me what you think so i think i'm gonna call it roar like roar. yeah roar like you know i'm talking about Oops, that's not what it was supposed like to be. Like lion face? What I'm talking about. It was supposed to be lion roar that's supposed to be on that spot. But okay, that, that works too. Uh, what I'm talking <laughs> about. What I'm talking that's about. what I'm talking about. Uh, so anyways. Do you have your Dropbox going again? Is that what's happening? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Is it? No, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's no? straight paused. All right. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Anyways. The dang interwebs. The internet, dude. I don't. I don't know what to say. You know what? I'm gonna have to step up the inter internet game. Probably hit up Cox and be like, "Yo, boost me up on that upload speed because I need that for uh for my show." Uh, anyways, so I'm gonna call. Uh and silence. What if I hit the unmute button right there? There it is. I can uh, hear you now. Hit the unmute button. So I'm thinking of calling it Roar. Roar. Roar like a lion, right? And my, I thought, okay. I thought Roar is kind of a, a cool, thing. and uh, the tribe or the the people that I want to be able to to come in, they're they're all going to be part of the pride, right? And I was thinking about it because you know, being a Leo, having a lot of pride, kind of runs hand in hand, right? We as entrepreneurs tend to have a lot of pride, mm -hmm. and we, mm -hmm. we try to do things at the best, highest of of, of our ability. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's kind of, it's, it's going to be a, a very much like a mindset type thing. Just little quick snippets to kind of like get us to keep going. 
based on things that are trending in society, my own opinion on some stuff. Uh, and of course that plays into, you know, our lion and lionesses, the, the entrepreneurs out there and the going out and making things happen for each other. So I don't know. What do you think? Like name kind of concept and eh, maybe I'm not sold. All right. Help me. I mean, uh, okay. So it's, it's a mindset type of show. And your target audience is people that are trying to improve their mindset. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess when you put it that way, no. I, actually, I don't even have a target audience in mind. I was thinking just straight concept. I should probably start with target audience. Same I mean, we always start with any marketing thing we do. We should probably start with tar- with target audience first and foremost. Pretty much. I mean, if if you have like a specific goal that you want to do with this thing, then yeah. Otherwise, you're just you know. Creating more content for the saying for the sake of creating more content, which isn't in a, in and of itself a bad thing. True, but. true. But I think I want to do something a little bit different. Yudi, what's up? What up, Yudi? What up, Yudi? Long time since I joined. I know the the uh, we miss you over here in San Diego. Hopefully, you stop by and uh, give us a shout out. You know, Say speaking hi. of speaking of missing San Diego, I mean that was the topic that I wanted to talk about today. Anyways, um, so I saw in the news. That this morning, um, the uh, basically the city came in right here on 16th Street in National City and started clearing out uh, the homeless people that had been piling up. I don't know if you've gone down the freeway, Ham. Down, I know, down, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yep, it's gotten filled up like I mean, encampment, encampments, yeah, it was definitely a homeless camp right there, yeah. It was a huge homeless camp, and uh, and I and and it's sad because you see it all over, it's not just. Like here in National City, it's not here just in San Diego. When we went to LA, same type of thing. We miss you too, Yudi. We miss you too. And the family are doing great, right? Yeah, I would definitely got the mini me for sure, for sure. Um, so the like when we, I remember cruising down LA, um, heading towards downtown, and they have huge encampments there too. And it, you know, part of it is the fact that we live in a beautiful city, dude. I mean. Mm-hmm. 5% of the time we have beautiful weather here. Yep. Yep. Right? I mean, there's if, if you're going to be homeless, homeless anywhere. Yeah, if, if you're gonna be homeless, here's a good place to be homeless at because I mean mm-hmm. you're around honestly it doesn't get super cold. You're not gonna freeze to death here, right? And it doesn't get super hot, so you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna dehydrate. There there's yep. some heated spots, you know, in a freeway underpass under some shade, you're good. You're you're you yep. don't have a it's that's not a big deal. Um and so, you know, they started clearing these guys out and, um, and they offer different uh, opportunities for people to have different types of homeless shelters type things. But mm-hmm. um, but then eventually today came and they go in and start dumping stuff. Down. And, you know, the story was talking about how like a lot of these people, this is their entire livelihood. It's not that every single one of them is on drugs or, or you know, on some, right. some horrible thing. A, a lot of, you know, some of them are naturally just, but right like they have no one else there's no family that they go couch surfing on they're just trying to they're working they're trying to get back on their feet but by the same token being house price in san diego right now is hundred and twenty five thousand dollars the median house price in san diego one hundred twenty five thousand. i saw a facebook post one hundred twenty five thousand. Eight hundred thousand. okay and i was like what <laughs> i saw a facebook post today in bay park uh-huh. A bedroom, one and a bath, two thousand square foot home, uh, and Leslie Leslie uh, Parasa was was the real estate agent on this one. Congratulations to you, by the way. But three one point three million dollars. 
And this for a three bed, two bath in Bay Park, a three bedroom, one and a half bath, 2000 square feet. Uh, you know, and, and it, this is one of those weird situations, right? And, and uh, I, I don't know if other agents feel this way. I love the fact that you can be able to sell a house like that and make commission. But I start to feel weird about, like, I don't know how I would feel about taking one of my buyers to go buy us. And, 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 and here's, the, here's the problem is, is maybe I'm stepping into my own bias here, right? Maybe I'm stepping my own uh my own budget maybe my own outlook on on the way things look but to me 1.3 million for that house didn't make sense right hmm. and, and you know and i i see i see a lot of things um that are across the the uh oh man i'm cutting in and out yudi says that sucks dang that hmm hmm hard to understand right i'm gonna try something i can let me try this let me try this in the meantime, I'll just talk about, you know, what what I'm thinking as you're saying that is that land is a finite resource, right? There's only so much of it. And when we live in an area like here in San Diego, the, you know, the more people want to live here and, and, and the higher the prices just get, they're just getting higher and higher and higher. I mean, I still think that we're due for a correction. A uh, correction. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how or when or or what's going to make that happen. It just feels like that's inevitable. Um, but I mean, right now that's just what it is. I I don't I, I feel you, man. One point three million for a two thousand square foot house. I mean, if it's right on the beach, like, but, but, and that's the thing is it, you? it wasn't right. It, it I mean, it was in a nicer neighborhood, right? I'll, I'll give sure, it that. Sure. It was in a good neighborhood, uh, and but but it was a fixer upper, dude. Like, there's still a lot of work that needs to go in for 1.3, and it, I don't know. I don't. I just feel. I, I personally feel like that's to me. I feel almost unethical saying yes. This is your dream home. This is the one that you want to live in. At this price. Now, who am I to say what some budget and stuff is, right? You know, I, I completely understand that. From a sales point of view, it's like, look, here is a product or service. You're in this price range. This is what you're looking for. You agreed that you like it. Cool. Let's let's get this thing done. From a from a from a purely sales perspective. But I just I just know that we're we're in a weird spot right now. And and I think people are gonna really take a big hit. And and it and and part of that is part of the situation why we have issues like these like homeless issues, because people take some of these emotions on things and get pummeled when things change and shift. Dude, check this out. So crypto, right? Crypto has been yep. on this huge boom and then hits this huge downturn, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden it's like okay. People are, are, are thinking, you know, hey, maybe I should invest in this other crypto or maybe this other one that comes out, I should put money over here or this is the next big one. Dude, it reminds me of like the dot coms like in 99, 2000, like people are like, yeah, yeah. all you got to do is create it and people are going to invest a ton of money in it because they mm -hmm. think it's going to be that next best thing, right? And so people are investing all kinds of money thinking that they're experts, but they're not. They're, they're speculators. Same thing with real estate. I saw this in 2005, 2006. You're paying for something because you're speculating. You're assuming that if I build on it, if I make another unit, it's going to be worth way more. Dude, I, I just – common sense, man. Common sense is not very common right now, and I just know that the market's going to shift and people are going to make huge losses. And I think it's going to be twofold. One, 
is that person who probably wasn't around for that first dip, who didn't, who didn't quite, you know, they kind of heard about what happened in 2008. They didn't quite experience it. But then the other side is people who did experience it, who are getting in the market, and we're going to see things like strategic closures, right? And so that's, that's a whole other- Strategic whole, foreclosures? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's say you bought, you, you lived in a home, you bought it for, I don't know, 150, 200,000, right? And here in San Diego, 200,000. Well, the median house price right now is 800,000. What happens if you go to the bank and you refinance, you pull out 400,000 in cash, and then you stop making the payments? That's a strategic foreclosure because what happens when you go to the bank and you pull out a loan, that mm-hmm. is not taxable income. So let's say, you know, let's do some, let's do some quick math. I got to bust out the calculator so I don't make any calculation errors, right? 800,000. Let's say the house is worth 800 grand at 70% loan to value. That's 560,000 eligible as a cash out refi. If you owe 100, 200,000, that's three, $400,000 that you can pull out in a loan. It's not taxable because it's not income. You didn't actually sell the property, mm-hmm. right? And then you walk away from the payments and what's the bank going to do? Well, right now you can put it in forbearance. So first of all, there's six months, nine months to a year where you're not going to have to make a payment, right? And then when it's time to, to re-up, well, you know what? I'm just going to walk away because uh, if I'm going to pay a mortgage, 800, 900, you know, million dollar mortgage, why am I going to pay that off if I could just walk away and then rent something when, with, with all the cash in my pocket? That is a strategic foreclosure. Right? That's a way for you to get equity out without selling so you don't pay the capital gains tax. Right? And then all of a sudden, here you go. Walk away. Right? Says, my wheels are spinning right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you – I mean, again, these are rules to the game, right? Like if you and, – and who? okay, first of all, ethical, unethical, I don't know. That's going to be your, your own thing, right? You, in my opinion, that's a little unethical, but hey, you know what? It's the bank. The bank's ma- like manipulating money anyways, right? A dollar deposited turns into $10 for them to, to lend out. So mm-hmm. are you just playing the game that they're playing? Like that's that's one side of it. But what about – and that's the ones that actually understand how the market works, right? Mm-hmm. Who, have, who have that financial IQ or who have that experience to take advantage of the market the way it is. What about the other people though? The ones who are like speculating and getting into the market because they want to get in before it's too late. Right before the last house goes up, before you know, maybe I can buy right now at eight hundred, and it's gonna go, it's gonna continue going up because real estate just goes up all the time. It's gonna go to a million, and I'm gonna be all right. What happens when they go upside down? Mm. What happens when the market shifts and that eight hundred thousand dollar house that they bought is now worth six hundred? Are they gonna feel like you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have to pay eight hundred on that. Maybe uh, you know, we should probably go rent. It's what you say, though. You say this all the time. Like, it doesn't matter if it's 800 or 600 unless you're looking to sell. If you're just looking to hold on to it and you're able to make the payments, then who cares what the so-called value is? Just keep making the payments. Hold on another 10 years. It'll be back. But that's financially speaking, emotionally speaking, when you're underwater like that, when your house is worth, you know, you owe 800, but you, you, you can only sell it for 600, you feel trapped. And then if you realize that, you know, at 800,000, my mortgage payment is, you know, four grand, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, but you know what? I can rent that other house over there for 2,500, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're like, hey, dude, 
like I, I don't think I want to pay on this eight hundred thousand dollar house anymore because I can't even sell it to get out from under it. So you know what, bank? Here are the keys. You can have it back. I'm gonna go rent over here for less and save fifteen hundred dollars a month. Like, dude, that stuff is going to happen again. Like, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I don't know if it's gonna be the uh, the the student loan that is gonna bust. I don't know if it's gonna be cryptos that that tend to bust things. I can buy crypto on Venmo now. Did you see that? I didn't. So that's now I can buy crypto on Venmo. That's that's opening mm. up the floodgates for a lot of different things, right? A lot of different transfers. So I you know. And you just what you say right here. Watch when 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 BKs when bankruptcies go up, uh, and those that know how to play the system start living there for free under their dude bingo. And that that ties into the homeless thing, right? This is this is one of those things that uh, what Yudi's talking about was in two thousand eight. We had a lot of people who went into foreclosure. There were so many foreclosures, the bank couldn't even process them in time. Um, one thing that's different from then to now is back then, the banks didn't know what to do. It hit them all at once. They had to develop a lot of the systems to go through the foreclosure process. So what happens is you stop making your mortgage payment. By the time the bank catches up, by the time the bank actually goes through the foreclosure process, forecloses, and then gets the sheriff to boot you out, that could be a year, two years time that we were looking at. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, then it's people like, you know, now you got to go figure out what to do. Right. And so there's a lot of, of that stuff that's going to happen. The thing that's different this time around, if something like that happens is the banks have a streamlined process for foreclosures. Right. So Went the eviction once, process, do it again. Right. And the, the systems are already in place. So the process I think is going to be a lot faster. You're going to have people, less people living in houses for free than you did in the past, but still that is going to put a shift on the market. That's going to, that's going to make a major change. And if you have a, an influx of people who are, who are losing their homes, it's one thing if you're, if you're strategically moving out, right? And you have cash. The other one is if, if, you're, if you aren't and you lose your home and you take a hit on your, on your uh, credit report because now you have a bankruptcy or a foreclosure in there and then you're trying to go out and get an apartment or trying to get a, a, a rental, you have that bad history. Now you start limiting the, where you can go Right. And that's when we have people starting to live out of their cars and they're good people. They're working people. They just can't get a place. Right. And, and like that, that's this is like a, you know, you talk about systemic things. Right. This is some of those systemic things that start with these decisions that start with why are you paying for a home and, and that, that you can't afford on a monthly basis? Well, maybe you can't afford it on a monthly basis. Maybe you can right now. Right. Maybe it's comfortable right now. But what happens when your job shifts? Or when, you know, in this case, when COVID happens and all of a sudden you are remote and you think you have enough time to run to do that remote job and your side hustle. And then the job starts saying, well, ch check it out. You know, June 15th, uh, things are going to open up here in California and uh, we're going to have you come into the office, uh, you know, three days a week and then four days a week and then five days a week. And all of a sudden your side hustle can't handle and you're, you're, income is starting to decrease. And that, that $4,000 a month mortgage payment that you thought you could afford now starts becoming a problem. Like there's a lot of things that are happening here. And I don't think people quite wrap their head around all of it. I think they're just very impulsive right now, trying to make a quick buck. What do you think? I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I, I got to agree in a lot of ways. I mean, um, it's, it's a tough market to, to deny it keeps going up. We've been on something of a 12 year bull trend, like the market stock market, real estate market. They just haven't stopped going up. Um, and 
I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to be. I agree with you. I know that there's going to be a lot of people that it's going to hit and it's going to, uh, you know, we're going to find a lot of people hitting these, these same bankruptcy and financial pitfalls uh, in a lot of different ways. Cause I mean, it, it, it happens over and over and over again. It's a cycle. We know this it's every 10 years or so that, you know, the market's supposed to correct. So we're definitely overdue. Um, but I don't know the one, it, it sounds a little doom and gloom to me. And, you know, there's always people that are going to suffer from, you know, these kinds of cycles. There's always going to be people, be people that bought at the peak. And then next thing they know that down, uh, what's that thing? We always say, nobody ever loses money. It just changes hands. And mm. that's, that's going to happen. It's, it's kind of the, the natural order of things. Um, and then, you know, I think, I think, I don't know. I think the mo the majority of people will recover because that's what the majority of people do. It's just, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it can get really tough. And if homelessness is not a byproduct of, uh, these kind of, of market simply changes. the e e economic yeah. cycles, right? Like there's so much more to it than that. I mean, if somebody gets hit by an economic cycle and they are, they have mental health problems and they fall into a depression and next thing you know, they, you know, uh, get addicted to drugs or drinking or whatever, you know, those are the things that cause that cause homelessness or cause extended homelessness. Um, and then, you know, then we get into the topic of like treating drugs as crimes instead of treating them as mental health issues. Uh, you know, if we, if we give treatment instead of punishment, you know, maybe we could do more for those people to help them get themselves out of those ruts. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of for me the priority right like a lot of those things are are great in theory mm -hmm. right great uh, great concept in theory right well what is it you say? I heard the interest rates are to do another drop again and you know what I haven't heard uh, and I've heard right. I've heard rumors of both sides I've heard rumors of it's going up and I've heard rumors of Pretty close it's going to zero down. already no yeah and it, it so. Um, uh, we'll come back to the to the interest rate thing because I, I really do want to talk about that. But I wanted to uh, kind of uh, hit the 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 homeless thing. You, when when we start addressing whether it's mental health, whether it's drugs and alcohol, whether it's whatever whatever's related, one has priority, right? Which one do you tackle first? Because there's there's a limited amount of resource when it comes to government aid, limited amount of resource when it comes to uh, like homeless shelters. Mm -hmm. There's a limited amount of resource when it comes to a lot of those things. So which one do you tackle first? And, and, and how about or, increasing the resources again, that's tough because now it's, now it'd be an issue of whose resources, right? Where, mm -hmm. where do we pinch from, from who, who loses so that this gets taken care of? And this is where, the you know, people this that is have a shit ton of money and it doesn't really hurt them that bad. But again, like that's, to me, that's harsh, man. To me, that's harsh. Who are you to say, why are you going to take money? Like why? And, 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 Here's this is one of those reasons why I think, people I think leave part of the reason California. I think part of the reason why is because it's it's sort of like it's it's 
beyond irritating. It's 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 disgusting, honestly, to me that a CEO of XYZ company can make 350 times in one year what their employees might make in 10. Okay, like I'll that's, give you that's disgusting. Like like that's but it's not because it is they're though. the ones who run it. See, see to me this is this is a fundamental flaw because you don't know what that doing with their money. You just don't. You don't know what cause maybe they could give a shit less about homeless, but they want to cure cancer. And a mm -hmm. lot of their funds are going over there. Mm -hmm. And because you're and they taking still away have a lot more funds. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they live as carelessly as my, the guy. My, my point. My point is though is is we go after the ones that do. See, and that that's to me that's pitchforks and knives. That's that's the that's that's the community saying you're too. Good. Well, you know what I would do? I would leave. And that would that would be the simplest thing. If you're gonna come at me with pitchforks and knives, and I leave, and that's what happens to a lot of people. Dude, Governor Newsom you're, just you're, signed you're a little, bill. You're 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 going to uh, was uh, Atlas shrugged. You're going to the Atlas Shrugged mentality. Yeah. But that's not real. That's not real. Yeah, they, it's but a it fictional book. It's not real in the sense that they go into this fantasy world. But it's real in the sense that those will leave the state of California and house their companies in another state. That is real. Mm -hmm. The companies will leave the United States and house their companies in another country. That is real. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. And if you continue to come at them with pitchforks and knives because you have an agenda, because you your cause is more important than the cause that they believe in, that's wrong. Now, I, I believe that's wrong. Do I believe that humans should help other humans? Yes, I do. Believe. But I believe we're all put on this earth for different things, like to help other people do other things in different ways. Some of us are great at being teachers. Some of us are great at being parents. Some of us are great at being community organizers. Some of us speak mm -hmm. for gay pride. Some of us speak for Black Lives Matter. Some of us speak for all kinds of different things. And you can't tell me that your cause is more important than somebody else's. You just can't do it. And if I spend my life building a company that is ultra successful, I can mm -hmm. bear the fruit and do what I want with that fruit. I can use it or I can give it away. But you can't tell me what to do. And if you think you can, then I'll leave. It's really quite simple. And it, it, that Governor Newsom today into law, I think it was like SB 87 or I don't know, you know, all these SB laws that they sure. put in place. But what he's doing is, is he's trying to expand. Uh, he's signing off on things mm -hmm. so that Google can expand over there in San Jose, a full on campus, residential community. Look, Google is creating things that is going to help the, like, the entire world. Like it really does help the world, whether it's on your phone, on the Internet, uh, innovations, all kinds of different things. Right. And they're right here in California and they tend to want to stay where they are. But there are a lot of companies like Tesla, for example, where they're trying to get stuff squared away and you can't. So what do they do? They bounce. Mm -hmm. They leave. They're like, fine. If you're going to stand in my way, if you're going to take my prop because you believe your cause better than mine, because I want to put people on. <laughs> right? I want self-sustaining power. And to me, self-sustaining power is much more power, is much more of a cause than solving the homeless problem here in, in the United States. Elon Musk, you know, I'm assuming that's what he's saying. Get out of my way. And if you're going to stand in my way, fine, I'm leaving. Right? And that's, that's jobs, gone. Innovation, gone. Homes, gone. Not gone. Moved. Not gone. Moved. Okay. Gone for the people who are here.
Because for him to move, it's a lot easier than for, mm-hmm. for here to move. Because the sure. average person can't pick up and move their entire family. Can't and what's gonna you know, and what's things. gonna happen? What's gonna happen in the next place that they move? Those same uh, real estate prices that you're talking about right now, where they're one point three five million for a two thousand square foot home, it's gonna happen in the next place they go. Not all the time, necessarily. This is that this great is, country. This is that the great way. country of Texas is doing. I understand well. what you're saying, but try to buy a house in Austin right now. It's, it's not 1.35 million yet, but it's going up. Why? Because there's more commute. There's more uh, stuff business. going there. There's, there's more, more business, business going there. Yeah, because they're more. So friendly. maybe California just has too much business, and maybe they should be going. There's nothing wrong with that. These jobs don't disappear. These factories don't disappear. They just move. So what if they move to another country? That means another country gets to increase the wealth of their people. That's a good thing. But it doesn't solve the problem here. You know, there there are large problems, and there are no easy answers. Uh, yeah, that's but, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do still think that there are ways that we could regulate more, more answers. Because when it comes right down to it, I, I don't, like... I understand what you're saying. You can't take my money. You can't tell me what to do with it. You know what? Like, you need to pay your people better so that we can increase the economy so that there's more opportunity for everybody. Like, there's no reason why you need to have $270 billion when your workers, you know, are making $60,000 a year, $100,000 a year. Like, there's but no you do realize you do realize that the payments that they're talking about are not always cash payments. It's not like they get a W two for two hundred for twenty million dollars. I I totally understand that. I I I know what you're saying, but I mean, what I'm talking about, you know, like the Walmart CEO as an example, who makes a hundred and thirty million dollars a year, or you know, whatever so, two hundred what, right? So that's not justified because he's feeding and housing and and helping millions have a home and like literally running almost an entire economy. And you're telling me that that kind of stress, that kind of pressure doesn't deserve that kind of pay. I'm not saying that it's just like where, like, I think that there needs to be some kind of a middle ground because like there's, there's ways that we can find. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is, but I know that there is a huge disparity and yeah, sure. He's, he's, you know, they are running huge corporations and these huge corporations are making bundles upon bundles of cash. I mean, they're, they're because they're providing so much quality service for so many people. Mm -hmm. The average person Uh doesn't provide a quality service for anything for hardly anybody. They do a quality service for themselves. Average person is probably more selfish if you're talking about just, you know, the, what they're doing on a daily basis because they're only working for themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. These, a lot of these organizations, major corporations are, dude, Amazon, Amazon, there is not a household in America that doesn't benefit from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Plus all the jobs, all the deliveries, all the work. So yeah, when you provide a quality service to more people, you become of more value. Mm-hmm. And the individual person just does not. And so you want to take from somebody who's providing a mass amount of value to equally distribute to people who aren't providing as much value. I just don't know how fair that is. You're using a word that you hate. Why are you using the word fair? 
I don't like the word fair, but you I just used it. it. I'm it's saying not it's, fair. It's not it, fair because should you, take, you shouldn't be taken away from them to give to them. That's not fair. You're right. It, it's not. It's not fair. Because so what my, is? My, 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 there is no fair. There is to me that is that's not a right thing to do. I think if you have more, you provide more service. You provide more quality. You do more mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. If you want to enjoy your weekend and you know clock out at a certain time, and that's mm-hmm. fine, that's great. But then you're limited to what you're going to be able to to earn and the lifestyle that you're going to live. And I think we can increase that across the board and actually still make more money and still have more resources. Like, I don't think that it's an if-then proposition. I don't think that it, they're mutually exclusive. I think that the more money gets poured out to people, you know, in the lower income brackets, the the more we're able to close that gap between the haves and the have-nots, the more the economy is going to increase anyway. How well has it worked for you? Me personally? Yeah. In a socialistic point of view, when we overpay our people or when we increase our payroll, how well has it worked? In theory, it works great. In theory, it works great. In practicality, it doesn't work as well. You don't. This is this is what I see over and over again. You don't pay your people so that they become ultra wealthy, so that they become super. You pay them just enough, just enough, because that keeps them coming back. That keeps them at the productive point. And it doesn't make them too comfortable. It gives them a purpose and a reason to go to work and come back every single day. Mm-hmm. That works for the business. And that works for the employee. And if the employee wants to do more, then they can do more. But again, most people are just not willing. And it sounds like, you know, with that kind of an attitude, it's an unwillingness to really address the problems like, like homelessness. It's no, it's all about me. It's all about me and my business. I bring value. I do this. I do that. Fuck you if you're homeless. I don't care. Like that's that's what it sounds like. But that's it's not, your responsibility. You have to fix it. But that's not what we're saying. But that's not what I'm saying at all. That's what it sounds like though. That is what it sounds like. Because what I'm saying is that there are ways to address these things. There are things that we can do as a society, as a government, as a people. There are steps that we can take. But there are enough people that are like, no, don't take my money. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't take, you know. You know, like, got to be a certain point where you're, you know, you stop being a capitalistic crony and just be a human. But again, for me, it's like there are other people. There are plenty of people who are doing that. I think per capita, we don't have a problem compared to other nations. Per capita, there are a lot of people who are dedicating their time, effort, like mom, for example, that go out and make a difference Mm -hmm. every single day, Mm -hmm. forcing them. You're not taking from them. There are people who are contributing and being part of that community and being part of the thing. I think humans are helping other humans. I think people do put a hand out and help out. But I think we get ridiculed if we don't help a specific cause that another person is more important. That's, that's That's the problem that I have with when you take from somebody to give to somebody else is you're forcing them into your agenda because you believe that one cause is more valuable than the other. When that's just, just not the human cause is more more important than the rest. And there's a lot of problems that need to be addressed. The homelessness is just one, yeah, right? That's just for one. Sure. For sure. But, you know, 
like I keep saying, there are enough resources out there if we want to use them, if we don't allow people to just hoard them. I guess uh, I guess that makes me... Uh, Today I lost more than you can know. I'm the Thanos of the world, I guess, right? <laughs> or the corporations I mean, are the Thanos of the world. And if we don't do that, then... We're not worthy! We're not worthy! I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I think the corporations are, are not the Thanos of the world. I think Thanos would kill... I mean, he'd kill half of everything, so... All these corporations would be, you know, everything would be slashed in half, and all those resources would all of a sudden, all of a sudden be there. All of a sudden, because the world—that's what it needs—a snap, and that's it. That's <laughs> That'll it. solve all their problems, dude. By the way, I'm having fun on our uh, on our get heated discussion. These are good. These are fun. Yeah, these are fun, right? I mean, we hit some topics, and like like I said, ladies and gents, we don't always agree. We love each other. We're bros, mm-hmm. right? We don't yep. always agree, and we actually most of the time, especially we don't agree yeah, on especially the past like several years. I mean, growing up, we had our, our fights and everything, but like now politically, like we're definitely politically, philosophically, we're, we're, we're on opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum a lot, but we can still talk. We can still talk. We still love each other. You joined the herd, Ham. I'm still, a, I'm still against the herd. You I don't know. I think, I think, I think you're, you're just on another herd. I, I think so too. I think we're just hurting in the yeah. wrong directions. <laughs> we're we're hurting in opposite directions. You hurt. You're, you're a moo. I'm a ba. There you go, dude. There you go. All right, ladies and gents, went long on this one, but we had fun. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out, y'all. Oh, I almost hit the end instead of the uh, <laughs> instead Whoopsie. of the last thing. It's not like we've been doing this for 734 episodes, right? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.